This is the official Covering the Corner podcast, episode 190. I am your host, Matt Lyons. On this week's episode, I'll have some meatballs for you, some tidbits of stuff the Cleveland Guardians did last week. Talk about the fact that it's Memorial Day. Uh, what are the Guardians at this point? This is kind of the marker where we'll determine. Uh, kind of get a feel for what your team is. Talk about is Josh Naylor good? Is Fran Mo Reyes bad? Shane Bieber fixed? Is Andres Jimenez the best shortstop that has ever played in Cleveland? Uh, talk about all that and more. Another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I'm great, Matt. How are you? Uh, not too bad, Merritt. Pretty good. It's good. Watching, uh, not, not watching a ton of baseball because they keep getting rained out, but uh, yeah, there's <laughs> baseball just, on, yeah. Yeah, just, we don't play baseball anymore. It's been great. Yeah. You know, it's just, just you uh, play once every uh, four days. It's more of an idea, really, now yeah. at this point. It's something to think about as a concept more than a real thing. <laughs> Do you get the feeling like this year they've um, they've canceled a lot more earlier than in the past? I don't know if that's just a, a recency bias thing, but it feels like they're just calling it now before people get in the stadium a lot more than before. Or is these sort of just really bad? I don't really know. I mean, it does seem that way. I, like I just, I feel like I've been like not even like left work yet, and it's like game, or it's like two o'clock for a seven o'clock game. It's like games canceled. Maybe this is just we're getting better at at weather predictions. Uh, you know, with science, maybe it's weather is becoming more unpredictable, and the storms are stronger because of a certain reason. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're just like they don't want people to to come down and you know waste their time or whatever, but. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they canceled again on was it Saturday, I think, like that, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and I mean, the one on Thursday was moved to, to Friday or whatever and ruined their off day. Or Wednesday to Thursday, I think it was, but one of those. I'm just I glad they don't play in a dome still. Like, yeah. I, I know I know this would fix everything, but I I generally it, it think dome stadiums gross. are bad uh, yeah. for for baseball, for football, too. Football is stupid in a dome. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Even the convertible cold. ones, I don't like that much. Like, you can tell there's a dome on top. I like the wide openness of, like, Progressive Field and PNC Park and all that. The only one I really don't mind too much is the one in Seattle because it doesn't yeah. have walls, yeah. so it still is like miserable. <laughs> it's like miserable <laughs> and damp. It's like it's like playing in a basement. It's still <laughs> moist in there all the time. It's yeah, it's worse. like if you're up in like the like the last row, you're just getting wind and rain blowing at you. Just wearing a yeah tarp. What do you wear? What is, what's the thing you wear? A raincoat. That's the word. A rain, uh, poncho? Poncho is exactly the word I was trying to remember and I could not remember. <laughs> Thank you very much. Rain sock? Body? A, a slicker? A rainy slicker? boy? I believe a, a, it's called a rainy boy. I believe it's called a rainy boy. <laughs> you know what else yeah. is called a rainy boy, Matt? I do, Matt. Me. Oh, wait. This is a segue. This is, this, if I had the, if the soundboard was working, this is a meatball sound would come in. I'm just going to add it in later. Meatball. Uh, but it's meatballs, Merritt. That's what uh, that thing I just said. This, of course, we talk about little things in the past week of Guardians baseball. Instead of going every, over every little thing, we just pick out a couple of specific things that stuck out to us. Um, although, I guess saying that, I realize mine is cheating. But uh, I know you have two, so you go first with one of yours that you have. I'm rich with delicious <laughs> meatballs. Going to make a big old meatball sandwich on Sunday. Shane Bieber pitched. Uh, struck out 10. Allowed two runs. Uh, well, three runs, two earned, six hits over seven innings. Uh, on that day, he threw the seventh most sliders by percentage he's thrown ever in a single baseball game, which by itself is interesting, but not too remarkable. Uh, however, of those seven, all but one have come this year, which I also found to be surprising. And I dug a little deeper, and 
that one that wasn't come this year was also a, was a loss, much like most of the ones where he's been throwing a ton of sliders this year. Like, for instance, on uh, what was it, April 20th, 2022, he threw 47.7% of his pitches were sliders. Uh, that was a loss. He struck out none. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, he struck out two and uh, still lost the game. Uh, three to nothing, which isn't really his fault, I suppose. Uh, on the 7th, 49.3% of his pitches, sliders. Uh, he lost that game. He struck out none, went 3.1 innings. And then if we go back to 2019, uh, when he threw a ton of sliders on the 15th of September, I believe that was a loss as well. Basically, what, what, what I'm talking about here, I don't even won that game, actually. A lot of times when Shane Bieber can't get outs, he tries to go to the slider, it doesn't work, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And now that he can't throw a pitch hard, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. In fact, he's throwing 41% of his pitches at the slider this year. Um, the fact that he can't throw it for a strike consistently is a problem. But anyway, Shane Bieber, lots of sliders. If you see too many, usually means the loss is, is pending. And um, he's less great than he used to be, it's kind of sad. Anyway, that was my, that's yeah. my first meatball. Even after striking, I mean, we'll talk about it more later, but the I, I don't I don't think the ten strike immediately means he's back. But that's kind of interesting. Uh, it's in the coal mine thing. But. Sorry, for cussing, but yeah, <laughs> the, cussing on the podcast. Man? I apologize. <laughs> it's just kind of like a you see sliders. He's probably not doing so good, which makes sense. He just. I mean, I think I think if you're seeing him throw thirty percent sliders, that that then we're feeling pretty good. The fact that he's not throwing his cutter nearly at all this year. Like, that was a good... He's thrown seven all year. That was supposed to be, like, the next pitch that, like... That was the elevating... Like, that the pitch is going to lift him into a tool. I think in 2020, he threw a ton of those. Change-ups, he's thrown 16 change-ups all year. Like, all, he, all he's thrown out is sliders and fastballs. It's like he's turned into a glorified relief pitcher, and he only throws 91. That's worse and worse. Um, yeah, because I never thought of him as, like, a, a fastball power pitcher, but always a pitcher that plays off his fastball. So when he's... When it's, like, just that in one other pitch, it's not... It's not our Shane Bieber, our Bieber boy. At some point, it's, I'm kind of wondering if it's the sticky stuff that he misses because it was, I mean, if we're going to call out like Garrett Cole and James Karinchak for that kind of thing, like the timing of Shane Bieber slowly declining, apparently, it's kind of times in well with the ban on sticky stuff. So, I mean, you also have to look, I mean, the thing that, to your point, right, what really made him amazing was his pinpoint control. So you could dot the corner with his, I mean, when he was at his best, it was always just dazzling when he would just go beep, beep, beep. And right. it's like, you know, just, you know, it's just like, Throw the perfect pitch constantly, and then you you throw the slider off that, or whatever the slur, whatever sweeper he has. But like in 2020, when he had that dazzling, you know, quarter season, the one third of a season, throwing 94 miles an hour in 2021, 93 this year, 91. I mean, yes, I think the sticky stuff could have something to do with it. I think it's affected a lot of people. The fact that he just doesn't throw hard anymore, like, or even like a league average fastball anymore, right? It's, yeah, and that's that, that's, that's a real problem. Like he's, yeah. We always talk about him being just like the the, the perfect Josh Josh Tomlin because he could at least throw the ball at league average pit, you know, league, league average velocity. This is we're we're entering normal Josh Tomlin mode at this point. He just I mean he still has a dirty curve or dirty slider, whatever you want to call that thing. But it's not working. It's not working at all. He's been very bad. <laughs> so my meatball is uh, sort of the opposite, I guess. Is, is things working well for the Guardians? Things they do well. Um, I don't. I don't know if he's talked about pitch value on the podcast before, um, but it's it's one of my favorite weird little things. So I also like WPA, which is kind of like a that we always searching for context neutral. This is like all context. You just want to know, um, like for pitch value, it's what happened, um, the the run expectancy before and after a pitch, essentially. So like if you 
if it's a 2-0 pitch and you have, you have like X percent odds of getting a hit after the pitch, you have X plus or minus, whatever, based on the pitch. So just basically looking at um, each individual pitch and and how it affected the chances of the other team scoring. So obviously if it's if it's higher for a pitcher, that's better because you, um, you're lowering the chances. And if it's better, I, I think they both... Um, they both measure out higher when they're doing the, the, the ratings. Like it's a higher for batter and higher for pitcher. But um, so basically I just wanted to look at just the weirdness of the guardians and how they um, are against pitches. So w- when you think of the guardians, I don't know if, if, if you're like me, but I usually think of them as like hitting a fastball and everything else is terrible because they can't hit off speed. But do you want to take a shot at guessing which, which pitch they're best at based on weighted pitch value? Curveball. Uh, slider. And they're by far the best in the league. <laughs> like it is also um, both by just raw numbers and also averaging it out per pitch. Um, so just by the weighted slider value, they're 15.2. The next closest is the Yankees at 9.7. Um, this team just weirdly apparently crushes sliders or hits them at the opportune times. Um, and the more interesting thing about that too is the the best guys at it are the ones we're going to talk about today is the guys that we don't know what they were and they're suddenly looking like real players it's like josh naylor owen miller andres jimenez ernie clement and then jose ramirez are the the five best guardians at hitting the slider uh, based on the the run expectancy before and after the pitch some of them might hit it better but that's just based on this one stat and then like josh naylor in particular i mean he just absolutely crushes them Uh, he had a 118 or 1.182 ops against sliders this year so far so Whatever the hell he's doing, <laughs> it's working. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, again, we're, we're just going to be, it's going to be going back to, is this a new batting coach kind of thing? Or is it just new players coming up and seeing pitches and they're recognizing sliders really well? But um, it's just kind of interesting that the Guardians are really good at hitting sliders. And and as a secondary to, to weird pitches that the Guardians are good with, Sam Hedges apparently has the best fastball on the Guardians based on um, pitch values. Which part of that I think is the situation he'd be coming in exactly (laughs) compared to last year when it was just a rope that just got hit every time. It was the worst. Yeah. Um, But his, I was going to say your point on the sliders thing. It makes makes me think back to, was it 20, when did he get married? 2017, I guess when they played the Yankees in the playoffs, right. And they lost that series. They were known to be like the best fastball hitting team in the, in the league. And they saw and, all off-speed pitches. Well, and they, the thing they couldn't hit very well was sliders. And I can't remember who it was, but I do remember the, the Yankees were very good at, at throwing. It's like they were the best slider-throwing team in baseball. And the only player that was good against the slider was Edwin Encarnacion. And he hurt his ankle rounding second in, like, the first game and missed the rest of the series. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that doomed them ultimately, but, like, I just remember that having to go, like, ah, darn it. So yeah, just it's interesting this sea change, I guess. You know, there were they just they saw a problem and now they've hopefully they've overcorrected and got, got guys who can only hit sliders, but like we're gonna get to guys like Owen Miller, uh who can I think I can get around a really nice on a high fastball too. But anyway, to your point about henches. Sorry. Oh no, that's, that's a good point. No, that, that was that was on henches, just the fact that what the hell, he throws a fastball really good now, apparently. And he is also good now, which um I think as far as our preseason predictions the fact that sam hedges is an ace out of the bullpen somehow right now is not he was left off coming. any predictions yeah. we had quite honestly <laughs> yeah. like he was just not worth talking about that's all yeah, like, he's bad don't um, worry about him yeah, <laughs> like, he's not he a stinks. factor it's fine yeah. <laughs> but now he's out there slinging a four-seamer slider curveball sinker and he just looks amazing out of the bullpen and i don't get it but uh, i'm good with that as long as it works 
So what's your uh, second meatball, which is going to um, curtail so into our other ones? In between the years of 2017 to 2021, Javier Baez hit 271, 312, 503. <laughs> uh, this year, Andres Jimenez is hitting 301, 324, 515. In 2018, Javier Baez's out average was in the 91st percentile. In 2019, oddly enough, it was in the 100th percentile. Best defender in baseball up there. In this year, 2022, Andres Jimenez is outs above average is in the 98th percentile. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're the same player because that same year that Javier Baez was great in so many ways, he also had an 88th percentile barrel percentage and a 3 percentile whiff percentage. Those are 37 and 50% respectively for Jimenez. But you know what? Also, one bat's left, one bat's right, but who cares? They both play shortstop. <laughs> the <laughs> All same I'm saying person. is there is an approach to these two that is very, you know, similar. 11th percentile walk rate uh, in, say, 2019, just bigger year for Baez. Two second percentile for um, Jimenez this year. The boy's up there to swing. Um, he loves to chase. Uh, he does not strike out as much as Baez does. Uh, he has a higher expected batting average. He has a lower uh, max exit velocity, but he's also like two years younger than Baez was, was at his best, at his best, in, in his peak years. So, I know last year was a tough year for Andres Jimenez. Um, I look what I see so far. I I, I wrote around a couple years, weeks ago. Uh, I did not bring up the Baez comp. I think at least in a results situation, we're starting to watch some happen here. I, obviously, with uh, how the percentages and how the kind of process stats, as it were, are panning out, but not everyone has to be the walk, you know, fifteen, you know, ten or fifteen percent walk rate, high average guy. Some guys just want to hit the ball real hard and create create wins and be incredibly fast. You know, ninety sixth percentile in sprint speed, dangerous young man, and. Honestly, one of the many pleasant surprises, I think, in 2022. I love watching him play. And also, if you go on to Baseball Reference and you mouse over his headshots, his old headshot, no smile. His current headshot, big smile. So. <laughs> it's the opposite of what usually happens in those guys. I know, I know. He usually gets <laughs> grumpier and grumpier. Yeah. And now, he's, now he's a heavy guy. Look at this heavy yeah. little guy over here. Yeah, happy little fellow. Yeah, any game where he is not at shortstop should be a crime at this point. Um, punishable at the full extent of the law. I, I have no idea why... I mean, I don't care what you're going to do with Ahmed Rosario. Figure out something else. Just don't put him at shortstop. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, like, I don't mind his bat in the in the lineup. I mean, we're going to get to guys like Quan soon, where he's probably worked his way out of the out of the lineup as it is. So there's still space for someone like Rosario. But at this point, Jimenez. Uh, yeah, the, the, the left side of the infield is it should be Jimenez and um, Ramirez. Yeah, and I think Owen Miller from here on out. should be the future there at some point. Um, I, I think he's really smooth like that. Jimenez and Owen Miller up the middle is like the. Man, At least Miller. defensively and smoothness wise, it's like the Jimenez or um, Ramirez Lindor combo we never got on defense almost. Yeah, no, it's um, because I, I think Jimenez team. can be that good on defense, like Lindor levels of no. Uh, I mean, wait, by by the numbers, he is uh, at least going to as above average. He is as good as Francisco Lindor has ever or was ever. Like, and Lindor is has fallen off some. He's gotten a little bit older, you know. Jimenez being twenty three, and that's the best part. Like he's 23 years old and he's, I'm sorry, but basically just as good as Francisco Lindor. I mean, since the God, trade, that's, yeah. <laughs> that feels really weird. Especially since the trade. Like, yeah. The thing, I, so, you know, I, 
we all, you know, some of us use Twitter too much. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I remember I saw one one post. Someone's like, so, so I follow a lot of Mets fans for some reason. Um, anyway, I don't know how it happened. Um, I actually, I do. I know exactly how it happened. I don't want to get into it. But <laughs> like one guy's just like, Francisco Lindor's greatest town has been convincing the world that he's a superstar. And I was like, damn, like, what the hell, dude? Like, Are they not happy with him over there anymore? I don't know. Have you looked at his there. batting lines, dude? He has been bad, bad. Yeah, like, not, Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> I mean, he is the most, like, he is, uh, listen, I, I, I know, I know, you know, Steve Cohen has more money than God, but, like, he's been not good at all. Like that's just, I just there's no like fancy or like cute way to say, it. and the fact is they're still so far in the lead, like they're just walking away with that division already. And he is a, I mean he's not bad, bad I guess, but he's what a one eleven OPS plus. Um, his slug percentage is three eighty seven. And What's OPS his plus, man? No, I'll tell you right now, man. Oh, thank uh, you. That, well, thank you for asking. <laughs> what a kind question that was. One eighteen. Thank you very much. Um, and I, you know, I, I know that uh, just in general, offense is down. So like. Having yeah. a, apparently having a 722 OPS feature of 11% better than average, but like his last two years have just been so bad. He is a, in two years with the with the Mets, he's yeah. 233, 326, 405. I mean, the trade is uh, not looking to bad right now. I, I still don't no. know if I'm fully in on Jimenez being this forever. I mean, defensively, I'm all in. He's a great shortstop. I don't think I'm going to change that. I just don't know how much this bad is going to last forever, but it's lasting for now, and that's, well, you that's know, fun. I mean, you're right. 345 Babbitt. I mean, yeah. You know, but like to, to go back to the to go, completely uh, unsustainable. Speed, you know, again, yeah. he, he hits the ball hard. You know, he hits the ball pretty hard. Um, not like super hard. He's not like a 90th percentile guy, but he's very fast. And you know, he, he make your own makes his own luck. I, I don't want him to be batting second or third, like where where hot, <laughs> where Baez was uh, at his peak in the Cubs lineup. Yeah. But like again, I, I talk about this all the time. A, the kind of player that helps a team win championships because. He's hitting seventh. He's hitting eighth. Right. He's causing havoc on in the back end of the of the lineup and like setting tables while also playing elite defense and having guys emerging or sitting there as superstars hitting you know two through five as we'll get to in a few minutes. I mean, honestly, if the if the eight nine it's like the seven eight nine like consistently were him and Rosario and then I guess one of the catchers. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'd almost say bat the catcher eighth or something like that. But yeah, no, it's 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 been a, a, a pleasant surprise. And like you said, I, I don't I don't think he'll be this good. He's um, I, I think you know he can be like a three or four win player. But again, we're talking about growth. We're talking about a guy who can get better and better and better every year, and he has his hard hit rate has gone up thirty percent last year, forty percent this year. His line drive line drive rate is up. His ground ball rate is down. His fly ball rate is up. He's pulling the ball. The fact he's pulling the ball more, and then next year they can't shift on him anymore. Like, I don't know, man. I'm um, I'm in. <laughs> it's I'm gonna fully be in. It's that fun slap happy guy that we've wanted for so long, and now you have like a million of them, which is fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the no yeah, walk, it's, it's, just make contact kind of guys. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a total hoop, and you have guys like yeah. Stephen Kwan, who's um, you know, whatever. Stephen Kwan is literally the player I just made in MLB the show where I decided I'm only ever going to hit the contact swing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to boost contact all the way up, no power, just con- and so I go like three for four every single game, all single. <laughs> it is it is awful. It is really boring. But you know what you going to do. And as I mentioned in the uh, the intro part, like this is, I don't, there's like no official thing, but like Momoro does the the old saying like 
this is where you can sort of gauge what your team is. Um, so I, I figured this episode, this is kind of just where we'll gauge what the Guardians are. Uh, they're 17 and 20. A really rough weekend to get some really bad teams. <laughs> like yeah. The Reds are the worst in baseball. The Tigers are not great. Um, if a playoff run does happen at this point, it's going to be a lot like, uh, well, I mean, the, the playoff run didn't happen, but like 2019 where they chased down the Twins until the middle of the season. Um, that was really fun until that all collapsed. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing that happen again with this team. Like they, they, I'm, they're going to get hot again. That's just what they do. They're a young and consistent team. But um, I don't know. They're they're away from the playoffs. I think unless something big happens. But it's just all these players. We just don't know what they are. We're watching them sort of maybe solidified or something. Like we already talked about Anders Jimenez. He's clearly great on defense. Maybe pretty good on offense. Um, streaky would be the word. Streaky. You know, he, he, streak, he, yeah. There'll be black holes, but there will be. Yeah. Positive as well. With know? the whole team, yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much everybody. And then, of course, there's Josh Naylor, who is the best player in baseball. <laughs> I feel like every week we've had a different best player in baseball. It was Stephen Kwan to start the year, Owen mm-hmm. Miller for a little nice. while, Josh Naylor now. Um, but the real question is is he really this good? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Did you see him get hit by a ball and then scream and laugh about it afterwards? <laughs> this, this is, I would be terrified to pitch to this man. There's nothing you can do to intimidate him. He's just a tough old meatball, and I love I love everything I love everything about him. The, the growth he's showing, in like oh, again, fifty percent hard hit rate, like ground ball rate is a career low, fly ball rate career high, line drive rate career high, home he's run not rate striking out a whole lot. Absurd. It's not career yeah. low, but it's it's still good. Again, always been a big contact guy. Like that was that's one of the things that he was. He was a higher than average. I mean, the walk rate was has never been great, but like. If he can get that up, you know, more, obviously, that'll help as the Babbitt falls. And I think it will. And I just, he, he hit that home run on, what was it, Sunday? I mean, you look at, he, all right, so he's only played 81, uh, 21 games, 81 plate appearances. He's lagging behind everyone else by 40 plate appearances, whatever you want to call it. He's already got six home runs. Does that, it don't, I mean, he doesn't lead the team, but he's up there. And like all of them are everywhere. I think this is my favorite part was if you like chart those home run balls, they're all over the zone. Like he has complete zone coverage as far as total power. And I mean, again, new pitching, new hitting coach? Question mark. I mean, this is a guy who was rehabbing also yeah. since like like most of last year. He got hurt what in June, and now he's back hitting three fifty with a thousand OPS. Like I don't think that that'll hold. But if he finishes with an eight fifty or nine hundred OPS, I would be unsurprised. Quite honestly, man, unsurprised. Oh yeah, it was just a one season thing. Like he looks so good this season. Um, I don't think there's anybody I've ever wanted to be as good as I want Josh Naylor to be good. <laughs> just based on everything I about love him. it. I mean, he's... that, that grant that walk off he had. I don't think we've had an episode since then. But when he did that and then was screaming in the dugout, everybody's pumped for him. Like imagine this guy deep in the playoffs. That is going to be seen, insane. He is the perfect player for the playoffs. I mean, we saw what he did the last time he got to play in the playoffs. Oh yeah. He, he beat the piss out of the Yankees. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. He was incredible. <laughs> and we're just like, what is happening? Did we just get Reggie Jackson Jr.? Like, this is absurd. <laughs> but he's mad at the Yankees because whatever, who cares? But yeah, no, like there's a there's a certain type of player who is both built for the like the the postseason and cannot always cut it in the long season because they're just so intense. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this is the thing that happens, and, and like I, I think it's more of a maybe he'll break down over time, or he'll just go crazy. Who knows? But like when he's fired up, man, and like oh yeah, I, if if this team can get like legit good and get like into like a playoff battle, with, I think that would be when he'd be at his best. If like they're not like great, but they're like a ninety-win team fighting against other teams to get somewhere, and it's like a division rival, and like 
I would yeah. love for him to just be a guy like he just he like, he hits like four fifty against the, the central like for his career. <laughs> you are not going to be moping in the dugout when he is around you. I'm no, no, he'll be like you will be in the game and like and like. Oh man, <laughs> pay this man already. I don't know. <laughs> I am I'm obviously enraptured, but I mean, I, and we've yeah. all been big big nail heads uh, <laughs> nail for heads. O- over a year now. But this is just I don't know. It's, yeah, been, it's, it's more than I thought he was going to be coming back. Um, oh yeah, I figured he was going to just kind of just kind of slowly work his way back and not be the best hitter in the lineup. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> right. it, it, it I didn't think wild. he'd be like Mike Trout for a couple weeks, but you know, it's what it is. What it is. It is, it is bonkers, man. Like he is. I don't know. He's second in RBIs and he's played half as many games as as, <laughs> as number one guy. He's second in home runs. I mean, how many doubles do he have? No, nah, he's not that high. Oh no, he's got a lot of doubles. Jesus, yeah, I wouldn't consider Josh Neal a doubles uh, runner. Really. No, no, no. He's not, not not a hustle double boy. That's, that's for oh, he's a hustle. He's the hustle. Not quite make it double though. Um, well, so he's he's seventh in hits and second in home runs. Like that's so cool. Like yeah. my god, what a what, what a boss player. Like in, in every stretch, in, in every sense. I, yeah, I mean, it. like even if he evens out to like just a, a pretty decent. Offensive player. I think he's already he's only twenty four, but he's like that the Mike Napoli guy they've been searching for forever. He's mm-hmm. not as old, obviously, but like he's that the big personality guy that's gonna bring everybody um so I think he's gonna count for something when you're in the playoffs and need intensity and you're gonna have him getting hit by baseballs and screaming and laughing about it <laughs> as he's not well, for his base. And like I that's the thing. I I I think he can be a high average hitter, like career, just because of the yeah. plate coverage. I think he had pretty good discipline. Like he doesn't walk a ton this year. He's not walking a ton this year, but like he's not Again, not swinging and missing. It's kind of like a like a poor man's version of I don't know, like Judge or um, I, I think Aaron Judge actually is a perfect a perfect example of this. Is someone who doesn't strike out a oh, he does strike out a ton, but you know, someone who just has such power that even mistakes can turn into hits because they're hitting the ball so hard. I, I, yeah. It's players like that. that that's that, that's the perfect modern player that he just kind of creates hits out of nowhere. And again, he hits some bombs, man. He hits the ball so hard. It's so cool. <laughs> God, he's so cool. <laughs> Man, get fan. this optimism garbage out of here. We need to talk about the fact that somebody broke Fran Reyes, and we need to find him and uh, bring back his soul, apparently, which has been snatched Space Jam style. I think we and... need to figure out a cool nickname, like Big Big Sweetie for him or something. <laughs> big Sweetie is a lot big... better than Franny. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, Big Honey is already taken, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, is it? Uh I just had Frank for Fran Reyes. <laughs> Frank. Yeah. I love how, how, how unique his name is. It's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Um, the Franimal. That's that's the real name. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, about he's, him he's too. broken like, right now. And yet, like, and like I was talking about with Jimenez. I mean, I was like ignore these numbers, but actually pay attention to these ones. Like, average exit velocity ninety ninth percentile. Max exit velocity eighty eighth percentile. Hard hit ninety seven. Barrel ninety four. Like, has a man ever been as unlucky as poor sweet big <laughs> big. Handsome, something big frank, <laughs> big frank no that's already been taken several different big hot times dog. like a frank it's yeah. true yeah yeah my, my, my old pile i always refer to when i see a big dog as a pile of hot dogs <laughs> like when i see a big fat brown lab it's like look at that big old pile of hot dogs that's what he is he's like a big old pile of hot dogs there you go um yeah. I, I guess unlucky for, is probably more accurate than shockingly unlucky broken like, it's just, I, it's unbelievable <laughs> like I don't know. He's if you look at his, you know, they have their expected uh, expected WOBA on on baseball savant, and it's just his past fifty. It looks like the reverse of a 
I don't know, a board ape NFT value, something like that. It's just going straight <laughs> up almost. It's, it's look at that. It's tiny. Uh, Frame yeah. is the opposite of an NFT. There you go. Big yeah. NFT is what we'll call them. Yeah. Big <laughs> NFT. <laughs> I hope not. Good lord. <laughs> but it's it's weird too. It's not like he's just pulling the ball and getting shifted on. It's still going all over when he manages yeah. to get it out, but it's just it's right to everybody. And he's striking out way too much, which is I mean, you can be unlucky and still be an average hitter if you're hitting this hard, but if you're striking out the most in baseball, like it is stunning and whiffing on almost everything. Bottom 1% in strikeouts, top 3% in hard hit rate. (laughs) That's gotta be the biggest disparity rate ever. That is (laughs) truly exit. Okay. So exit velocity, 94.7 on average, top one, bottom, (laughs) bottom one for, listen, the man, the, the phrase grip it and rip it has always been bandied about, but this dude is just closing his eyes, swinging as hard as he can, going, well, there you go. What could you do? I well, mean, there you go. What, it's a Rick Manning. And there, there, you, go. there you go. Like, I guess, let me ask you something. A guy strikes out 40% of the time. What, what? Give me a batting line where, where you'd be okay with that otherwise. Like, numbers or something. Just, get, just throw some numbers out at me here. I mean, every other hit has to be a home run. So whatever that slugging percentage is, the few times you make contact, it better be gone. You can't be I, slashing 198, 255, 278, though. I, I would say that if a guy is starting at 40% of the time, I would, I would want from him otherwise would be 100 extra base hits. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, Albert Bell, 50-50. He also hit like 380 or something like that. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's that, that's about the number. I would, so, so you strike at 40% of the time. You have 600 at-bats. That's... Um, that's 240 strikeouts. Good Christ. Actually, you know what? Honestly, not too stunning. Seen it done before. Um, so then you have another 300 and now you have another 260 bats to play with. You get 100 extra, 100 extra base hits and you have 100. Sorry. Sorry, everyone who hates math, but this is a baseball podcast. Um, and then you have another 160 at bats. Gary walks 60 times. That's 100, um, 50, 50 more singles and 50 more outs in the field. How's that sound? <laughs> Something I just gave a guy 150 hits. Like, <laughs> what do you think of that, man? That's that'd be pretty good. I take that. I think. I don't I mean, know. If, if you're striking out 40 percent of the time, anything that's not terrible is going to be decent enough. But God, what was that? Um, what was it? I mean, if he was walking more, it'd be all right. But he's also not a big walking guy, so he's not even three truth or outcome. He's just strike out or hit it to an outfielder is basically what he's been. So Mark Reynolds, basically. We, yeah, what we have yeah. here is a Mark Reynolds. Is is what we're, we, we've we've built here, which. Again, always a big Mark Reynolds fan. Never had to have him on, on my favorite. Actually, yeah, we did. He was on, yeah. I was really excited when he came to Cleveland. Good Lord, he was back. on Cleveland. Oh, yeah, he man. Was. When, they were, when they were just churning through meatballs. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah, I think that was his, his bad time. But I was excited when he came here because I was like. Uh, we all were. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That was when we were also excited about guys like Casey Kochman. Sure, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, Want to take a tour to the early the early 2010s? Of I do cor- not. That's corner infielders. <laughs> the only one I want to talk about there is um, oh my god, I forgot his name. The outfielder Shin Chu Chu. That's the only one I care, I care about. I, I mean, I only want to talk about um, oh, who was that big idiot uh, in the outfield? There were so many of them. Shelly Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or who's the other one? Um, Jerry Sands. Jerry Sands is what I'm trying to think. He was a legend for a week. We loved him. He went, to, yeah. he went to like Japan or something. Oh, yeah, and he's a star him. over there. Yeah, he's yeah, awesome just, over there. What a cool man. If I could pick anything to be, it would be a failed <laughs> failed professional <laughs> athlete in America and then go to like do something like him or like Stefan Marbury did. I mean, he wasn't a yeah. failed player. He, he made a lot of money here and then he went over there and got a statue for himself. So, 
What a dream. Yeah. Where were we? Uh, let's, who's next? Uh, Fran Reyes, not great. Probably not great. Not so great, Stephen Kwan, I think, um, I, I think I said this exact thing when we talked about how good he was early in the season. Like the fact that he's not hitting well recently, but he's still drawing walks. He has like, I mean, he's hit once in his last four games, but he's still drawing three walks. So like, not he's, great. yeah, but he can also recover eventually and keep hitting a couple times. Like he has enough skill, enough tools that he can still be um, effective when he's not, when his hit tool isn't on, on par. So I, I'm not extremely worried about him. I think he's a rookie and he's going to dip and he's in a dip and he will uh, continue to walk and play good defense and work out of it and eventually hit. Probably not be uh, the best hitter in baseball like he was at the beginning of the season. He might whiff a couple times, but he's going to be, I still think, a solid right fielder for the Guardians going forward. Uh, Mike Petriello tweeted this exact thing today, actually. I, he tweets a ton, so I'm trying to find the exact thing. Um, since hitting, getting eight hits, oh, there it is. Since getting eight hits in the opening uh, series, he's hitting something like, yeah, he's hitting 211, 313, 305. So that's not great, obviously. <laughs> not great, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, he has great contact. He doesn't hit the ball very hard. Yeah. Um, it's just, he's also not an elite speed guy, really. He's okay defensively. But like you said, like, this is not, he's not a finished product. I think there's certainly interesting building blocks there. Uh, I think the fact that his ground ball rate, I think his ground ball is just a little too high. Honestly, like it's stupid. This is an impossible thing for me to say, or because it's an impossible thing to do, but he should hit more line drives. He should develop more of a line drive. (laughs) Has he considered hitting the ball lately? (laughs) And and that's the thing, you know, like like, I I don't, he just, I mean, it's too many ground balls and I think it's too many. I think if he had a league average line drive rate, he'd, Probably be doing a little bit better. He's still oh, be you know, for the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you know for the year the numbers look better than they actually are. Yeah, um, but still a good guy to have a rat. Worst case scenario, you know, I mean, a, a good guy to have as a pinch hitter because um, you can just draw a walk. Another one of those who could be a good fourth outfielder, but we're starting him anyway. Please yeah. no, I don't want that no, again. I well, I mean, I, I guess like how do you project this guy though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like again, he does not hit the ball hard. We were just talking about the fact that like. As long as you can hit the ball hard, a guy like Framil Reyes, like he strikes out a billion times, uh, but then if he if he if he's hitting the ball hard, we, we trust him. If if you're hitting the ball again, like one of the worst hitters in baseball <laughs> at hitting the ball, what second percentile average exit velocity, thirteenth percentile average, four percent hard hit rate, fourteenth um, percentile slug, ex- expected slugging, eleven percentile barrel percentage. But he never strikes out. He ne- like he never whiffs. He never strikes out. He walks constantly. He never chases. He decent speed. I don't know. Bad defender apparently. Twenty twenty second percentile. I want again. Okay, I'm not sitting here and poo pooing it. It's just work in progress. We'll get there. And yeah. I just it's it's about the, the it's the process of getting there. It's it's us reminding ourselves over and over that despite the fact this team does in fact have a positive run uh, differential. Which I completely forgot about. Check today; it's it's like nine runs, but it's still something. Despite <laughs> still the fact that, but that by Pythagorean, um, you know, win 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 loss, they have a winning record. They've just been very unlucky. They're nineteen and eighteen based on run differential. The team; it's not a bad team. If anything, the pitching's let them down, which is a crazy thing to say about this team. But I don't, I don't think Quan is really the issue. Uh, yeah. You know, offensively, I think this is just something we have to he has to work on. And if it doesn't work out, fine. But you, you, you obviously have to. 
get more than 125 plate appearances. So yeah, and I definitely think like not hitting hard is obviously a thing that matters. But I also think that just the fact that he doesn't miss ever and he makes enough contact, like eventually the hits are going to fall for him too. I think as much as like he's just making more contact, so more are going to fall opposed to like Fran Mill who's hitting fewer balls but a bajillion miles an hour, so they're still going to fall. Like I think he's going to even out to be probably better than what he has in that stat line that Mike Petriello tweeted out. Like he. You can't just say he didn't get those five hits because he got those five hits in a game. Like we've seen him be able to do it. Um, I think he's going to spread out hits more, and he's going to get more. He's going to get hot again. But well, um, maybe. But like, what if they just bring the outfield in? Because all of his hits were like little bloop singles. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it, he's not a line drive again. Higher than average fly ball rate. Lower than average line drive rate. Higher than average ground ball rate. Fly balls and ground balls without hitting the ball hard is a bad combination. Yeah, Especially, I also don't think he'll be the worst power hitter ever in the forever, but maybe in the lower end forever. But I, I think he can. No, yeah, I mean, I think he can hit line drives more than he is right now. Eventually, I think it's. I think he can get a slug percentage at four. What's oh, a stupid number? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, four forty, right? Like that—that—that's not a happy number by any stretch of the imagination. No, I don't think I can get close to that. Yeah, I mean, right now but, it's three seventy-one, and I think right. that would be if he keeps it on base as high as it is. That's. Now, that would be, if he had a a slugging percentage of 440, that would be right now the fourth highest on the entire team. Right. (laughs) I don't think he's going to be into that, but I think he's just going to be an on-base machine forever, which I think is, again, like Andres Hermet is something you need, and it's something that helps the championship team. Well, guys like Straw, too. You know, I I think Straw is, is, I I think a batting line with Straw posts is more in line with what we should expect out of Quan than something like, um, who is someone who hits the ball? Tim Anderson, I think is is a... Tim Anderson's a dream, and it's yeah. an impossible dream. Yeah, he's you know not going to be Tim Anderson, but that's, yeah. that's fine. But maybe he will. I don't know. Tim Anderson was was not that player when he when he was younger. And then he he put some muscle on, and now he's now he's one of the coolest players in the, in the history of the world. So there you go. Yeah. Um. So is there one more? I feel like everybody else is kind of establishing what they Owen are. Miller. Owen Miller. That'll be Owen our last one. Miller. <laughs> I don't know, man. Every time I'm like, maybe not. He, he gets a couple of hits. I'm like, maybe <laughs> though. I don't know. <laughs> Like this must be a Tito felt about all those guys over all these years who like just get enough hits to stay in the lineup forever. And now I agree with him. Like, don't take him out. He's still good. Dude, I mean, come on. 12 doubles, four home runs. He's already like way surpassed his entire, all his counting stats except strikeouts from last year <laughs> in half the half the plate appearances. <laughs> like it is wild. Except for hits. That's the thing. Like he has seven less hits than he did last year. He has four more doubles, the same number of home runs, one less RBI, two more walks, half a number of strikeouts. I mean, again, I don't know if he's an 861 OPS guy, but his entire approach has changed. And I think that, like, everything he's doing is different. Yeah. I mean, more line drives, less ground balls, more fly balls. You see it in his swing. He has way more lift to his swing. He gets around on those high – the way he just obliterates high fastballs, it is – I don't want to say pornographic because that's <laughs> weird. I don't watch baseball to get, you know, <laughs> Randy. But <laughs> but it is like yes, but a little bit. Just a little I bit. hate. I mean, the high fastball. How, how many? Get, uh, you played MLB the show. How many times have you swung and missed on a high fastball? Oh, every goddamn time. Every time you always like yum. Give me that. Even though you're like you're <laughs> aiming your batter's eye, yeah. dude. I mean, my batter's eye at the bottom of the zone. I swing a high fastball anyway because I'm an idiot. I'm <laughs> just doing it just just for personal, like for me personally. It's like yeah, dude. And like again, we're talking about a guy with 91 career games. Ninety-one, three hundred career professional player, major league player appearances. To say that this is not who he is and what he was last year is who he is. To ignore the fact that 
all those stories of him getting up, getting with uh, the new, what's, it, what's the hitting coach's name? Whatever. Chris um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting with him just before the lockout kicked off. So like, these are the things you got to do to be a good player. And then him coming out and doing and performing like, I'm, again, I, I don't, I think that if you put a batting line of what do you got here now? 270, 340, 480. I, I, I think that is an acceptable line considering where he is right now. Like that, that, that bakes in what he's already done and it bakes in a bit of a drop off. But again, like, I think he's been good the last couple of games. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, because I've been so few games, like, well, games I, I've, I've been misnoticing it, but I remember the last, actually, that's not three years. Oh, shit. Oh, well, uh, well there goes my, my theory. But again, I don't know. What do you think? No, no, I think, I think, I think he's legit. I like the, the new approach that he has. I, again, we're gonna, is it, is it the new Brandon Good? Is it just a little thing? I don't know, but something about it is different. I like, I, he's just fun to watch, which again, again like second base, the one game I tweeted like immediately after he had an error, but in general he looked really smooth out there. I don't know, I don't know really if he's a great defender, but he's like the anti Jason Kipnis. He just looks like he knows what he's doing at second so base. So smooth. He's so athletic. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just like he's so he's so naturally like athletic and comfortable looking out there. Yeah. Jason Kipnis never. No matter as much as what I love Jason did, Kipnis, it's it was oh, his whole brain that not look comfortable. If he looked comfortable, every, he wouldn't be doing His back. swing was garish. I mean. <laughs> Everything about him was an affront to the senses, except the numbers. <laughs> and I we loved him for it. I wish that home run had, had, had gone had gone the right side of the, of the foul pole because he would have been a god forever. He'd been like, look at this big mud head. He's awful to watch, but he's, he's a king. And now we have this, and like again, he's twenty four, right? Yeah, I mean, so many players on this team are so young, and like you twenty five upside of them. Yeah, yeah, and, and like again, this is not I don't, again. We're, I don't think anyone's planning on this being a competition year. I think they're competing okay. They, you know, again, they laid a big fat egg over the last two series, um, but they've Fast also played. Uh, they played the, the good teams tough. Yeah, like they, I, I think they rise to the occasion, and they, they, they lower themselves to the occasion a lot of times too. And I think that's just that, that's a thing that I think young players tend to do a lot. Uh, one would hope that having, you know, I, I know we talked in the beginning of the year about or about the beginning of the season about like, is this the right kind of team for a manager like Frank Kona? Maybe it is actually because it's young guys who are starting to prove themselves, forcing themselves, forcing him to keep them in the lineup. And then he, you know, he then can then be like, listen, you stunk today. You got to not play down to your, you know, play down to your, whatever. Your, yeah. Your opponent. yeah. I feel like gotta, he would be the person to know what to say to the young guys who are struggling and, and rebounding. As long as, as long as you take the lineup decisions away from him or try to heavily influence, I think um, and his decisions have always felt, they feel better this year. I don't know if it's because there's no veterans. He can just shove in there who aren't good, but it's felt like the lineups have made more sense other than Ahmed Rosario playing shortstop and Owen Miller at first base so often. Um, a lot of what he's done has just made sense, which has yeah. been kind of nice. And like, look at Miller, you know, obviously you, you look at his May line. It's not great. 203, 242, 356. That's bad. But he has a 217 batting average on balls in play. Okay. Yeah. So in April and March, or March, Jesus Christ, it 400, 466, 700 with a 487 bat. We all knew that was going to hold up. But this won't hold up either. So, like I said, 270, 340, 480, these are numbers that make sense to me. Like, if just doing the lazy, getting that BABIP up to, you know, adding, basically adding 80 to all the numbers I'm looking at here. I'm like, yeah, I feel feel pretty good about that. This is a player that I can get behind. And with offense being as bad as it is, like, we're talking about a guy with a a low 800s OPS. Yeah. All of a sudden, he has a, you know, his OPS plus is, what would that even be? You know, probably like, 125 and these are those are the players again that you need and young growing getting better yeah 
We're all excited. It's a good place to. I'm good, good growing to be positive about players. this team, considering how they have a losing record. <laughs> I know, right? It's. I mean, young players are fun watching them be good, and I mean, the, we've also had like, like one exciting player through every stretch. Like there hasn't been a time when nobody's been good. Yeah, um, which has been a thing. As long as we have that, <laughs> I feel like in past seasons, even on the good teams, there have been stretches like where Everyone everybody stinks. looked bad and it was boring. Yeah. But, but yeah, this year, like, there's always been somebody. H- Hosey's going nuclear, and then uh, the Miller yeah. situation, Quan. Uh, uh, Merc- Josh I'll be honest with you, man. Oscar Mercado has given us a few. Yeah, yeah. Moments. He said his time in the Sunday. And, and I was like, ooh, that was a fun. Like, obviously, his batting line is trash, but like he still has four home <laughs> runs. He's had those moments. I feel like those four home runs were all huge home runs, too. Oh, like, yeah. I. Yeah. I, 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 I it's the, that's what I feel, I suppose. I, I don't know it for for sure, but yeah, yeah. If the pitching can just catch up and do anything, like yeah. I mean, that's, isn't that always a thing with uh, Cleveland Merritt? Their pitching is just so bad. Always trash, man. Um, you know, they, just, they never they got to, that pitching stuff. One of these days, they'll find an actual ace. They'll find <laughs> precisely one pitcher. Just give us out of one the five that, that your average team would consider an ace. Just one. Yeah, that's all. Just one. No. Yeah, that's all. So much. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, Merritt. Um, We'll call it this week. If you haven't already, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Covering the Corner. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple, iPod, whatever that is called, Apple Podcasts, where we listen to podcasts. Find me on Twitter at Matt R L Y, Mer- at Merrill Lunch, like Merrill lunch. lunch with Lunch. Nailed it. Um, and Got there- a sandwich as my uh, thing. Actually, I think my, <laughs> changed my, I even changed the big banner image to a different sandwich. I was, was going to say, I hope you didn't change the sandwich picture. I wouldn't know who you are anymore. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I'm double sandwich. And remember, uh, folks, use the c- promo code NAILS to get free downloads of the podcast. <laughs> That's the only way you get them. Otherwise, you're going to pay. <laughs> oh, you can just use the promo. Now, how do you enter it? Just say it. Just say it into your into the speaker. Hopefully in your, public. And, yeah. Right. In front just of your stand there and go, nail. And also, bonus, if you hear someone doing that, yeah, they're a listener. And you're going <laughs> to hang out with them. I saw this idea from Black Check. But still, do it anyway. <laughs> Talk to you next week, man. Yeah.